Welcome, everybody. This is David Valenzuela with I Wish Podcast. On today's episode, we're so excited to have Kirsten Belkin with us of the Kiss Peach in Waukee, Iowa. I can't, I mean, we, Kirsten and I have been having conversations um, since she learned about Wish, and I'm so super excited. Kirsten's going to talk about her nine-year journey um, in becoming an esthetician and also becoming an RN, all things injectable. So Kirsten, welcome to the show. Thank you, David. I'm so happy to have you. So before we get into your journey of becoming um, all things aesthetics, I love it. When did your interest in aesthetics begin? As a child. So um, when we're kids, or at least I can speak um, on this, is that uh, I love to make like those like honey, like uh, (laughs) yogurt masks and all the things and do the little spa days. My dad took me to... uh, like makeup counters and all of the things. And so I just loved all of the things um, formulating, you know, little body yeah. scrubs and all the things like that. So I love it. So we will have, we can probably talk at some point about ICPS if we have time, we'll get that, get down Ooh. through there. So you decided to uh, start aesthetic school in 2016. Yeah. Uh, 2016 was the year that I started my business. So I started okay. school in aesthetics. Uh, in 2013 and graduated in, I believe, early 2014. 2014. All right. I love it. So between you growing up as a kid, being excited, making, mixing stuff up, having your dad take you to the makeup counter, get all excited about it. Cause Uh of course you start, you love products from the beginning of time. What did you, so when you graduated from aesthetic school, what was the journey between graduating before you got to where you are with your business today? What happened in that interim? So I worked for a um, local business that um, is a med spa. And um, I just kind of, I learned a lot. Um, I learned a lot and about like the services and about overall, like what it takes to run it. But overall, it was kind of like, I can't be my true self here. So, um, and me, me being very business minded, I was like, I am making these people a lot of freaking money. So I kind <laughs> of like put pen to paper and I was like, okay, like, can I do this? And I did a lot of soul searching. Um, and I eventually um, was trying to start um, my own business, which I effectively did spring of uh, 20, uh, 2016. So. I love that. So as you know, we're, we, you and I share some, we're in some aesthetic groups on Facebook and the mm-hmm. money-making institution. And I think one of the common things that we hear is that the there's this dream and you know no one's telling anybody different so that's one of the reasons the premises behind i wish podcast how it was created was to give people like let's look at some best practices as opposed to having to go through the failing process so yes we see girls graduating and mm-hmm. immediately running and renting a suite by themselves uh-huh. um and i highly highly encourage if you are an esthetician listening to this and you're still in school or you just graduated find somewhere to work, find somewhere to go work, to get your feet wet with all things, facials, waxing, whether it's a traditional spa, a day spa, just get your feet wet so you can better understand what you, I mean, what advice do you have for the new SEs coming out of school? You know, there's two options. Option one, go work for somebody else and uh, make money, learn um, and uh, have them pay you and just soak up everything, team, you know, being a team member, et cetera. But then there's also option number two. And I think a lot of people uh, do this. You can go out on your own immediately, but here's the deal. You have liability because you don't know shit. Um I, I, no, it's okay. That was me when I first started. Believe me. I like, what is that? Ozarks? I, I don't know shit about fuck or something. Or I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, anyways, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Like what <clears throat> if something happens and you are by yourself and you have to problem solve? So you've got, mm-hmm. you have to have great insurance. Um, and B, you have to invest in quality education or mentorship, period. Because you mm-hmm. cannot do this by yourself. You cannot teach yourself. And if you do, it takes a lot of time and you're going to not like make six figures right out the get unless you are ready to put in the effort. Um, I get so ragey looking at these groups because um, I feel a lot of people are like, I opened yesterday and I, why don't I have books? Why am I booked? Why am I not booked? And I'm like, (laughs) girl, 
I know. <laughs> what? I know. And, uh, and I love that. Like, I love the tenacity. Entrepreneurship is a fucking journey. Um, and there is a difference between being an entrepreneur and a business owner. We can get into that, um, if you want, or that's like a whole nother podcast. Um, but there is a difference. And, uh, I definitely think that, um, like I said, there's two options. Option one, you could go learn from somebody else, learn different techniques, learn different, all the things and have somebody pay you and have the training liability on somebody else, or you can do it yourself, but you're, that's going to be a lot more expensive. That's going to be, take a lot more time and it's, everything is on you. So I don't think people are prepared for that um, because they don't say, Hey, you can do this, but here's our two options. So remember those choose your adventure books, choose your adventure. I think it's just defining an expectation, right? So we have, a, there's a lot of uh, six figure. We were talking about six figure decision, six figure decision, six figure decision. And I was like, well, just because you have a six figure uh, income doesn't mean that you're profitable. Mm -hmm. You can make six figures and spend $95,000 in business expenses and advertising and marketing and be in the oh, red. And it doesn't mean anything. So doesn't mean shit. there's, doesn't mean shit. So there's a lot of, um, I think, defining an expectation. What I what I want and what I preach from what I know and seeing aesthetics on a global platform is really practicing your passion. And the way that you figure out what your passion is, is by actually getting yourself, getting your feet wet and actually doing it. There's people, Maria, we joked about her taking a lash course, thinking that she's like, I'm the bomb. I know how to do lashes. And she did a set and posted it. And there was just nothing but hate comments. And they had to shut the post off. And she's like, oh my God. And she said, she's like, David, you know what? I hated doing lashes and I didn't want to do it anyway. So, but I was like, you're not ever going to know that until you do some lashes, mm -hmm. mess it up and say, I really don't want to do this. Yes. Um, I really enjoy, you know, you got to do some things. So I don't want to you have options and I, there's not a perfect, I can't tell a new esthetician saying, you know what, if you have a hundred thousand dollars and you want to go start your own business by yourself, that hundred thousand dollars is going to guarantee your success. There's so, there's too many variables. My best advice and what I see the most success is when somebody goes and works somewhere and they get some more experience and they get to understand a little mm -hmm. bit about the actual day to day. And then a couple of years in, yes, by all means, take the leap, mm -hmm. go for it. You know a lot more than you did. So yeah. let's talk about your, how did you build? So when you go from working in a med spa, being exposed to everything that happens in a med spa to now owning your own business, what, what, how did you build your first book of business as an independent business owner? So that's a great question. Uh, I went, um, I went the Groupon route. Um, do mm, I regret? I know. Do I regret <laughs> it? Uh, yes and no. Uh, do I? Did I learn a lot? Oh uh, fuck yeah! Uh, and uh, I think that. Uh, but I will be real with you, David. I have people that I still got from my Groupon from 2016, 2017 with me today. Wow. Still, so yes. like I. Um, I mean, I, I think that there's benefits. Uh, I personally isn't my business model anymore. Um, and so mm -hmm. I think that um, you just kind of have to like go with what your business model is. Um, it's, it was valuable to me building my clientele, um, getting the word out. Um, now I am strictly um, by uh, like by word of mouth. Um, I have not had any formal marketing plans. I do now because we are growing and scaling. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't have anything other than like Groupon and word of mouth. So uh, it's interesting that you bring up Groupon because I see this topic come up in the groups also about people wanting to do Groupon. And there, again, this is a, I, I say it in, in wish training and wish treatments, one size fits one. This is the same thing. Groupon is a one size fits one scenario. And if you're yes. in a community maybe a smaller community, a little bit more relationship-based versus mm -hmm. being in a big metropolitan area where someone's just bouncing from Groupon to Groupon to Groupon yeah. to Groupon to get the discount. Yep. But here's here's why I think it's very impactful what you, what you said about it. Having clients still from 2016, from when you did Groupon initially that are still mm -hmm. with you, mm -hmm. that is a testament to you as a service provider provider being able to retain that client. Yes. And it's about the relationships and the way mm -hmm. that I saw it at the time. And I still see it now is that I was 
being interviewed by these people. Um, Mm -hmm. And, but any service is an interview. Any service is an opportunity Mm -hmm. for somebody to uh, trust you or not trust you, which is the worst case scenario. Whether it's a consultation or a customer is coming for a service uh, using a Groupon, it doesn't matter what means the client got to your business. You're, they're interviewing you, you're interviewing them, mm-hmm. but you're re- this business, there's going to be some talk coming up in the next couple of months. I can feel it about virtual um, aesthetics and sure, I have some strong opinions about it. And I really believe that, you know, there is a way that you can, you know, if you have a client that left for college and is now in, living in upstate New York and you're in the Midwest, then of course you can support this client virtually, but we're never going to be able to replace the power of touch. We're never going to be able to replace uh, actual chemical exfoliation, professional, you know, uh, extractions, like things that are going to happen in your treatment room. You're not going to be able to replace those things virtual. So I just want to caution people. They're like, I'm just going to have a virtual business. I think that can be a really big, uh, big area of their business, like an opportunity area. But I also agree with you. Um, you're not going to get those professional services and you're not going to have that, um, relationship. I mean, we like, look at, look at all of these people, um, that were sent home from COVID and they're being brought back because the big companies say, oh, it's not super efficient to have you and there's not any team building stuff. I like being in my people's space because I am an empath. Like if I've had people look at me when I have checked them out and they're not like huggy feely, even though I've just touched them or performed a Brazilian wax or whatever, you know, like did their face or Brazilian or what, you know, even shove needles in their face, whatever. But um, (laughs) they've kind of like looked at me and I'm like, do you need a hug? And like, you would be surprised how many people need a fucking hug. And I'm like, come Just here, a fucking come hug. here, you know, and I'm 5'10", like, come here, give me a hug, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, and it's just like, it's almost how people melt into you. And yes, there is touch. There is that special thing. There is that, I, like I said, I'm like a low key energy worker. And so I'm like, you come into my mm-hmm. space. I cannot tell you how many times I have performed a Brazilian wax and I have people cry or tell me something that happened to them or whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's just like, even in that intimate space, I, or a facial or whatever. And I, I just don't think that over, over virtual is ever going to hit that. So to your point, I agree with you. I think that you can, um, I just don't know that personally, you know, and maybe that's not everybody's cup of tea is to have that personal relationship. That is a hundred percent my business model. That is a hundred percent what I live for. Yes. And it's what's made your business, uh, successful with your, I mean, you got it going on. I can't, I'm going to, I can't wait to talk about your, all your new plans with your building and all this fun stuff. We have 343 square feet. I have a part-time esthetician. I work part-time and I have a medical director that does telehealth and that's just for our weight loss, et cetera. So we can get into that, but we grossed over $500,000 in one treatment room last year. So oh I- my gosh, I can't, you know what I got it. I literally am going to put in a, a moment here because that is, should be celebrated beyond like literally what an accomplishment. Thank you. Huge. What a big deal. Kirsten. Yeah. I mean, congratulations. 343 square feet. I mean, come on. Yeah, one treatment room. I have a bathroom. It's this cute little building. I have a bathroom. I have a, a waiting room and a treatment room. That's all I got. And we have one provider working at once. It's not like we've got this big operation. We have grown very slowly, but very stably. I love that. So, you know, we're going to talk about the weight loss thing too, because the mm-hmm. Ozempic okay. phenomenon that's happening and what's the other one, Wegovi and then Manjaro, I think uh-huh. is another one. And, and then uh, there's a- Rip something that just came out for weight loss and it is Trizipatide, which is Manjaro. So there's the generic names uh, here. Let's get into my nurse shit. Uh, there's the generic <laughs> names and then there's the brand names. And obviously yeah. Trizipatide is Manjaro and that new Rip thing. And then there's Semaglutide, which is Wegovi and Ozempic. So. So talking about your, um, your specific, okay. So you, when you started out doing your own business, what was the, and you're practicing aesthetics for a few years, what was your impetus to going back and saying, I want to now become an RN? 
So, David, that was honestly always the plan. You have fireworks in the back of your. You know what? I it start. It was doing. I did a podcast two days ago, Kirsten, and it was doing that too. And I don't. You guys, we use a platform called Riverside, and it's just going ape shit and doing balloons behind my head. So, if you're on YouTube watching this right now, which, by the way, my business partner was yelling at me that I never tell people to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Yeah. Subscribe to the channel. Like, click the notification bell. All the things you're supposed to do. So. I don't know why that's happening. I have no effing idea. God love technology. No. Uh, <laughs> it's because we're so cool. That's why. I guess so. It's like, but um, the glitter. But um, what's the, what's the question? Oh, so what? So you're practicing aesthetics. What was your like? What gave you the idea or the impetus to go back to school to become a, a nurse? I've always kind of had that. I felt I thought was which. Now that I've been in business and the numbers have been a lot more of a focus of mine, I was like, okay, like whatever, but we can get into that because we've already talked about like that we want to uh, talk about medical versus like aesthetics. Traditional um, aesthetics. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the, so you, so you specifically um, knew that you wanted to become a nurse so that you mm-hmm. could do, you could perform injectables. I've always loved skin. Um, I worked um, a little bit of background about me. Um, I was a, a CNA um, at the um, at the hospital. I worked ER. I worked surgery. Um, I did um, all of the things. I've worked in many okay. emergency departments, including level one trauma centers. Um, mm. I'm really good at that too. <laughs> and uh, awesome. and so, uh, but skin was always a really cool thing for me. And, uh, and so it was always like my focus, even though I kind of took like a fun little like choose your adventure way. And, uh, but yeah, so I, it was always the plan. Um, I just kind of, uh, built my business with my aesthetics. Um, and then I built it on top of that because the way that I see it is that, and this is for everybody you have in order to build a house, you have to build a freaking foundation. You cannot build a house without a foundation. And that goes for everything in fucking life. Like you have to build (laughs) a steady foundation before you can build up. And so, um, I can tell you, I am absolutely so glad that I started my, like my business and my journey this way, because I know skin better than any other doctor and nurse because I have a background in it as an esthetician. I will tell you right now, um, I know exactly what they know about skin, both of them. And I can tell you, I know how to take care of skin, which nine times out of 10, like you could probably just do some products to get rid of that freaking acne rather than Accutane, which that's a whole nother fucking podcast. But um, <laughs> anyway, uh, it's on the board of topics. Trust me. Their face. Fuck, you know, like, God, yeah, like let's these start there. That are getting a Daptoline gel. Okay. Anyways, like I got to cool down, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I, I absolutely am so glad that I started my journey the way that I did. Um, exactly. I would never change a thing with that. I love it. So there, and you, we were, you, so you guys, Kirsten and I will like send each other messages on Facebook and text like offline when there's something that comes up that we get really heated and passionate about that we want to discuss, but there is a there. And I love it because we, I can actually talk to you all riled up too. And like, you're just going to, we're going to have a minute and then yeah. it's all right. We're like going to yeah. get through it. Yep. The, there is a, um, in our industry, <clears throat> we have estheticians that are looking at med spa. So when I, when I go and speak at a school and I would say before, so this is, let me go before the pandemic, I would go speak at a aesthetic school and I would say to the groups and depending on what school, if they were in a rotating program or if I was, I try to get to the classes getting ready to graduate. But if it was just like they're in a rotating program, I'm like, what do you guys want to do when you graduate? How many people want to work in a resort spa? Two people raise their hand. How many people want to work in a day spa? Three people raise their hand. How many people want to work in a med spa? Everybody would raise their hands. And then I would ask the question, why, why, why? Like, what is, what's the reasoning why? So the belief was, well, I can do more in a med spa than I can do in all these other places. And I was like, well, actually, probably not, but okay, let's go with that. So then we have this, we have a wave of belief system right now where, and even the doctors that I work with and that we talk to, they're like, I don't make money off of injectables. People think we're just putting millions of dollars in our pocket by doing Botox and Juvederm and Radius and injectables. And then you and I had a conversation about what the actual 
cost of doing a service. So I want you to share with the listeners what the truth is behind doing injectable services and the actual costs associated with it. So let's, yes. Uh, let's also talk about, okay, so there's aesthetics and there's the medical community, right? Um, mm -hmm. The medical community is very low-key and sneaky getting into aesthetics. <laughs> I know. Uh, no. I know. Because that's where the freaking money's at. So, right, right, uh, right. Like, I mean, we have doctors saying, Oh, try this skin medica. Oh, like, you need a facial. They don't fucking know. No offense, right. doctors. I love you. No, if you want to okay. talk it's and right. do some hate mail, it's fine. <laughs> we can talk about it and hug <laughs> afterwards. But I mean, honestly, I, I, I don't get it. And, um, and you know, I do get it because that was always my vision as well. But, I mean, now that I have learned, now that I know my business, now that I could tell you how much it costs me to perform each and every freaking service I have, mm -hmm. I can tell you nine times out of freaking 10, actually probably close to 9.5 aesthetics services have higher profit margins than any medical service. Why do you think these doctors are now having facials and facialists and estheticians, et cetera, in there? Yes. Why are they selling aesthetic, like skincare products? Why? Right. Why? So why is it that people absolutely undervalue their aesthetics license comparatively to doing medical procedures and like and staying in their scope versus medical procedures? Why, why is right. that? Because if you want to be a business owner and you know what, girl, if you or guy, whatever, if you want to go work someplace and you get more money to do this BBL and you're perfectly content for working and that's another thing, but we'll get into that. Like you need to be conscious about like, are you set up to be a business owner? Like, can we like, I'm going to write that shit down. Um, because like, <laughs> honestly, um, but like, I, I think that like, unless you are actually an employee going and starting a medical office, a medical practice along with aesthetics. Yeah. Okay. That'll work. But like, you're not hitting these profits the same with their services in the same way that an esthetician would. I could do a Brazilian wax at the same time I could do a Botox, like, and that's full face Botox. And you know what? My profits, my prop, that obviously Botox, I'm going to be doing maybe five to $700 in 20 minutes. And okay, a Brazilian wax is 20 minutes and that's like 70 bucks. But you know what? Mm -hmm. I get more money in my pocket from that Brazilian, from that profit than I do Botox. Because so this, this is, so this is where we, and you guys, if you, if you have not worked in a med spa or been exposed to like what it actually takes to have a, a neurotoxin delivered to your office, it actually comes on dry ice. There's a very specific usage timeframe for when you actually mm -hmm. open a vial and the, mm -hmm. Price points have come down so much in the last five to 10, well, gosh, when is Botox in the 90s? So the price per unit has come down to the point where it actually, I mean, Kirsten, talk about it. Talk about, so do you, what do you use? Disport, Botox? What is your- I have all of the above. Um, we haven't got into the Daxi yet, um, but which is the six month neuromodulator that they are calling more of a peptide. So maybe not a neuromodulator. I don't know if that's here, but, um, <laughs> but I do all of the other neuromodulators like DMN, Dysport and Botox. Um, and they all have different, obviously mechan the mechanism of action is the same, but like yes. it's the protein and like the actual, okay, I'm going to put this in a way that everybody's cause I love analogies. Um, there's a freaking chocolate chip muffin. How many recipes are going to make this chocolate chip muffin? But in the end, there's still a freaking chocolate chip muffin. That is how ZMN, Botox, and Discord is. So yeah. um, like I said, like the recipes can be a little different, but there's still a chocolate chip muffin. Um, so, mm -hmm. um, but anyways, yeah, I, I, I think that um, knowing your numbers and um, that is, that is absolutely going to be the most important thing like for somebody, because I think that, and you know, I, I said something on money making esthetician about my 12 days of Christmas special. Do you remember that? That was like I last do, yeah. fall and I blew up. I had like over 300 people messaging me, Hey girl, tell me what this is, you know? And I'm That's just like, 
I couldn't, I couldn't keep up because um, my gross revenue is uh, usually about 20 to 40 K on my 12 days of Christmas special. And um, I had, uh, I have like 300 people message me and they're like, tell me the deets. And so I made a video that I sent out to everybody because I cannot have conversations with everybody um, when it's 300. And I was still closing on my building because I just was purchasing that. You remember that. And so, um, which is a fucking train run, but um, (laughs) (laughs) we can get into that too. But, um, but yeah. And so I, um, it was like, and I basically said, you have to know your profits. You have to like know how much like your numbers. And so, and this is how to set the sale up. And so like, I sent this video out to everybody and um, it was, yeah, it was, it was like people just like, I don't know. I, I think that there needs to be more widespread coaching and mentorship um, that mm-hmm. even is low key or even like having a community. Um, I will most likely start a Patreon this year. Um, I just hired um, a CM, a fractional CMO um, who has helped me hire an overseas VA who does like video editing and she's love amazing. It. I love her. Donna, if you're listening, I love you. Um, but <laughs> anyway, so she, um, but I told them that's a really high priority for me this year because I think there's just so much in this community for medical and professionals and estheticians. Um, that, yeah, I think that there needs to be like a lot more education and transparency and collaboration over competition. So I, so the, one of the, one of the, when we were building out why we were going to do a podcast, um, yeah. and we were like going to start in 2024, we're like, well, we're going to start recording in 2023. Cause we're going to get episodes out every single Friday. Mm-hmm. One of the things Kirsten that I thought was, you know, there's a, there's a, you know, as we're getting ready to move into an economic moment in the political, it's, there's a little bit of turbulence that happens every time with the economy. I've been preaching it for over a year now, like mm-hmm. make sure your practices are sustainable because it's going to get bumpy for a minute. So just yeah. focus. But the reason that I think so many people jump on the, you know, Kirsten's talking about the 12 days of like Christmas and that she can generate $40,000 in revenue Mm -hmm. and they all want to know what that is and what that practice is. So why don't you just take a a minute to share with the group what you actually did for your 12 days? Because they're going to start emailing me and saying, what did she do to generate that? So talk about your 12 days. So when did you, first of all, when did you think, start thinking about, I'm going to do, this is what I'm going to do for my 12 days of Christmas. So I'm going to start by quoting myself from earlier. Cause I feel like I am, uh, <laughs> I am super supportive with everybody. And I kind of have like that serial entrepreneur. So I was talking to a friend who owns a like kind of cottage, um, like micro bakery, um, and where she does that. Um, and we were talking about somebody else in her, uh, town started a, uh, started a micro bakery, uh, by, uh, having, uh, like a, a separate person asking her about like her, like, how does she do everything? And so the, um, yeah. the friend of the person that was asking questions started micro bakery with like basically everything that my mm. friend. And so, um, I said, um, this is like, I'm quoting myself here. Isn't that like egotistical? I said, however, with that being said, I don't always answer every single little question of how do you do it? And here's why I said, I am not a gatekeeper. I am about collaboration and community. But if I tell everybody exactly what I do, then how do they grow? How do they learn? And what I have done isn't going to work for everybody. You don't want to do my fuck ups. You don't want to do that. You want to do the good <laughs> shit, you know? Yes, and, right. and I don't want to be responsible for anybody's failure. I want to support your wins, you know? And I think that yeah. like, if I were to tell everybody about every single little thing in my business that I do, that's not going to work for everybody. And I would much rather support them in their growth because like you have to grow at the same time your business grows. There is not like one thing skyrocketing. You got to do both, um, especially if you're a business owner and especially an entrepreneur. So I can tell people um, all of the specials that I do, but that might not be what they need. You know, like I I Mm -hmm. say, focus on retail because that's your profit. Um, I mm-hmm. say focus on um, not time spent in the treatment room because like you want to make as much as much money with as little effort as possible. And I think people fucking forget that. And so, uh, you know, obviously you want to do that. Um, I like doing gift card promos. Um, Daniela Warner um, 
I've worked with her. She's a fantastic, beautiful human. And uh, she does the buy a hundred, get a hundred. That's not going to help people that um, don't understand how to, how that works. <laughs> you know what I mean? True. And so yeah. like, and how to smartly do it. Um, I have done it. I have helped um, people set that up. I've explained it at length. Some people get it and they're like, holy shit, that's a good idea. And some people don't. And I'm like, you best not do that then, girlfriend. Um, because mm -hmm. like, th then you're gonna, you're basically going to lose half of your profit or half of your gross revenue. Um, I, I would definitely say, um, do hands-off stuff like facial kits, like, you know, and that type of thing, but retail, um, a promoted, uh, service that you're trying to sell. If you've got expiring product, girls, look at your product and make sure that's not expired. But if you've got expiring <laughs> products, do a sale on that, like get rid of it. Don't mm -hmm. waste it. That's the type of stuff. And I just try to keep, you know, it's, Every day I wake up and I feel like I shake that fucking snow globe, right? And so, like, I just am, like, looking around and I'm like, okay, what can I do to do the best for me, um, the right patient, the right product, um, the right outcome, you know what I mean? And every mm -hmm. single time. And, um, and do right by your staff, you know? Like, so that's kind of my feelings on that. I mean, I could give you examples like that $100 and people ask for that. Um, and it's actually a really smart way. Um, I definitely recommend uh, listening to Daniela Warner. She is, um, she's smarter than me. Um, and that's another <laughs> thing. That's another yes, thing. Find like, smart people. Find people that are smarter than you. Yes. <laughs> Delegate. Thank you. Because you can't be, you either have money or you have, or you have time. 100%. You don't have fucking both. And so like, you need to either pay somebody to do something that's better than you, or you need to learn how to do it well. And, um, like we got these little business pearls in here today. So what else you got, David? <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I, so back to, so I think the, the, it's one size fits one and you, so you're, this is the other thing that I think is really plays into our industry that we undervalue that we should really play up mm -hmm. is that as you guys can see, if you're watching this on YouTube or you can hear Kirsten is very enthusiastic. That is her personality type. <laughs> so if you are a shyer personality type or maybe not as extroverted as Kirsten and I appear to be like extroverted, even though I'm really kind of an introvert, if you take the test, oh my God, actually, me too. I, I recharge with quiet time and I want to be alone and don't talk to me and like, get out of the house. I want to be by myself. Yeah. That's how I recharge. But your personality is your, that is your framework for you as a human being and mm -hmm. how you take this information and then transform it into the way that you're going to interact with your clients is about you. So do you know, Kirsha, that was beautiful. That was a beautiful way to frame advice about your specific business. You're not every single promotion uh, in the industry is going to work for your specific business type and knowing the difference mm -hmm. and being able to be like, okay, this, this is not, that's not my jam. That's not my client. That's not going to work for me. And that's okay. You guys, we're not, this is not a cookie cutter industry. We're all mm -hmm. entrepreneurs out here on the wild leading edge, keeping ourselves afloat. And sometimes we just want to take the advice and manipulate it for what's going to work best for our specific yes, business. Yes. And that's what the premise was on my video for my 12 days. Now, if people message me and uh, they are serious about wanting to do like a, you know, like do a Patreon or like some coaching, I do offer that. Um, it's more coaching because like I am, like I said, I am not going to give you this recipe that I have used to make my chocolate chip muffin. But you know what? I can help yeah. you create your beautiful recipe that's going to create your chocolate chip muffin. Wow. Am I hungry? Did I have lunch? I don't know. Maybe not. Talking food. That's all amazing advice. And, you know, I, so this is the other thing that I think is really valuable to share with the listeners or if you're watching this on YouTube. I like to go and, and take people that are actually have realized success in the industry. There's a lot of people running around talking, training, offering advice. Mm -hmm. And unless you have built a business from nothing, I, Oprah said, I think it was Oprah. She said, you don't take advice with it from anybody that you wouldn't want to trade positions with. And I was like, Ooh, it's brilliant because there's a lot of yeah. people giving advice that have no idea. Um, I've actually had an ego moment where I've been sitting in a room full of people trying to tell me what to do. And I, you know, I'm an Aries. So of course I have that moment happening, but I said, how many people in this group have built a, a billion dollar brand more than one time in their career? 
have contributed to building a billion dollar brand in wartime one and everyone just became totally silent and it was just my way of being heard kirsten like i just need to be heard because all the advice all the advice i'm like i want i want to hear from people that have actually done it built something from nothing achieved a level of success oh. then you can talk to me all all, all you want you? no kai can you hear you can you hear Shit. me still i'm still here Okay, it's good. just having a moment. Uh, uh, David, that I'm so freaking glad you brought that up. So I have two things to say. One is cute and short, but it's relevant. Um, 2024 is the year of authenticity, period. Mm -hmm. We, yes. Our message needs to be authentic. You need to be authentic with yourself, whether you are a complete... Um, complete ridiculous person like myself, or if you are an <laughs> introvert and shy, you need to be authentic with yourself mm -hmm. um, because people care about that. They do. Um, and okay. So I'm so glad you brought ego up. Jeez. Louise. Um, I actually wrote that down when I was like, kind of like centering myself before our conversation and just kind of going through um, what I wanted to kind of just make sure there was a point. Um, yeah. Uh, I absolutely think that ego will save your freaking life as an entrepreneur. But then when you were like, get, okay, five years down the road, you're doing a good thing. Like, you know, obviously you kind of created this beautiful, like little empire, but can you, can you accept um, criticism? Can you accept to learn more? Um, ego is to protect you. Like, you know, obviously you lost like 20 K or whatever. Um, ego is to keep you going, you know, ego is to, um, kind of help you out of situations, but you also need to manage that ego and to make sure, I think what you did is hundred percent healthy, because I think that you are saying, I am bringing this to the room and this is where I'm at. Um, but I also think that egos as you have to have one as a business owner, like entrepreneur, whatever, because we're, we're all living in the clouds. I live in the, I live <laughs> in my mind like 70% of the time. And, uh, but uh -huh. like, I think ego is such a, is such an interesting conversation to have because, um, because you need it, but at some point it becomes toxic because are you yes. going to be able to create, I remember when I was working in surgery, um, there was a surgeon that brought in a, um, con like a mentor, um, and, uh, he was doing like for like surgery, like I'm talking total knees, like, and, uh, the mentor is like, why do you do that? Like every five minutes he was asking the surgeon that, and I am like, he's gonna blow <laughs> you know because we were working yes. with surgeons but i think that is a hundred percent healthy um and relevant because if you don't have somebody checking you checking that balance and balancing that ego you are not going to be able to grow you are not going to make movement is life and so change is mm -hmm. life growth is life and so if you don't have you need that ego, but you also need to have that ego checked. Um, I feel like I'm constantly slapped in the face um, by life. Um, <laughs> my ego is constantly checked, whether it is my six-year-old daughter who is just like myself, who is this beautiful human. And I'm just like, okay, Kirsten, you're not raising a doormat, um, but, or by <laughs> clients um, or by, you know, experience by life, you know, like you are constantly, you have to accept that. And you have to learn from it. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know where we're, I was going with that other than like. No, it's I'm okay. So I love it. I love it. You're passionate. And we get mm -hmm. with passionate people. So my um, ego check moment, because we we have a lot of knowledge and we're, oh, yeah. we feel very confident about what we're doing. And sometimes people are looking and going, wow, you have a really big ego. And, and confidence and your ego is usually can be misconstrued, 100%. but I have my, my inner circle of people, Kirsten, let me tell you, they're truth tellers. And if my head is getting too big, they're like, yo, Valenzuela, you need to get off that horse right now for a minute. Cause you're just talking to yourself. Shut up and sit down. I'm like, okay, all right, I'm going to go over here, sit down. All right. You're right. I'm off on a tangent, but having those people around you in the industry that I can yeah. love and trust. And you know, the people that have have, you know, the Jane were ones of the world that is, is not afraid to tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate, I would rather hear that than someone blowing sunshine. I don't oh. need the sunshine. It's no. growth doesn't come from sunshine. It does nope. not. No, nope. it comes from being in the weeds and like, yes, it does. Get out of it. Yeah. 
I, uh, I, and that's kind of where like community comes into and collaboration versus competition, uh, because yes. like we yes. can't all grow. We can't make this industry better. We can't like show up and be the best burden of ourselves to give to our clients. If we do not work together, um, obviously our industry is constantly changing. There is so much gray area, like scope of practice is different throughout the United States. Like, you know, there's these ridiculous uh. contraptions that are like sketch <laughs> at best, um, <laughs> that come out all the fucking time. And uh-huh. I'm not going to name any names because I don't need a lawsuit, lawsuit slapped on me for saying this, but, um, I, I just can't, I, you, you have to, you have to be able to work together. You have to be able to know your scope. You have to be able to have limits and you have to be able to have less of an ego to say, like, if this client is in front of you and you were like, you know what, I can't service this person the best way that they possibly can. You have to love your client enough to be like, I have a great referral. I am that person in my area, but there has been times where I am like, I don't offer this or my skill set is not to this capacity or to the level that you need. So I'm sending it. And I have people like professionals that I work with, other estheticians, doctors, like I, you have that, you have that like network per se. So yeah. Yeah. It's important. It, no, networking collaboration. We don't have competition. We are all working in the same industry. There's enough for everybody. Yeah. So I get it. So let me ask you um, some questions. So I have, how do you, so you're obviously very educated. You spend a lot of money getting yourself educated, continuing to stay up to speed on trends and stuff. What are you, what are you looking at? What are you reading, Kirsten? Like, how are you staying updated on, on trends, techniques, and products in our industry? Like, what's your go-to resource? So, um, I have people that, let me first off say that, um, I do not actively follow on my feed on social media, other Mm. providers. I don't, um, I think imposter syndrome is real. I want to maintain a level of authenticity to myself and my brand, um, and Mm. go with what my heart and my gut and my brain says, because. I'm pretty freaking cool. So, um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I do, however, go in every once in a while, check on things, kind of scroll through social. Um, I ask my freaking clients, like, what are you doing right now? What are you cool? Like, like, why don't we just go down to like basic Ashker people? Like they're going to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, obviously you need to have a vision, but you have to be easily pivotable. Um, I've got a two-year plan. I've got a one-year plan. I got a five-year plan. I got a 10-year plan. I got a 20-year plan because like I, but that change, that can change because obviously trends change, life changes, you know? And so, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Where do I find stuff? I, but back to that, I have very, um, uh, I have relationships with certain people that I know fit my brand and my personality. And, um, I talk with them. I talk with colleagues that are not in my business. I talk to my, um, employees. Um, I, I do all of that and I, I do a little social media and stuff. I've never been to a trade show. I've never, Oh my gosh, that you should wear that with a badge of honor. I just, I just like, I want to, if I go on a vacation, I want to go sit my ass on a beach someplace. You know what I mean? Like I got a little kids. This should be the promo clip. I've never been to a trade show. I well, I have, that could be again yeah, a whole other podcast. But, um, but um, <laughs> oh, are you there? Uh, but yeah. basically, um, yeah, I I just try to kind of stay relevant with social. Um, I kind of like anything new that's coming out. I research the shit out of it. I uh, just bought lasers last fall, and I researched exactly what I needed for three years. I researched something and follow like. National Health Institute articles for three freaking years. Um, I try to know ingredients um, for, you know, before I even like jump into a brand, you know, like I, yeah. I love that. So let's talk for, so, and of course you, you're, you just, you nailed a couple things on the head there. I don't, I've made the statement many times in my career, stop Mm -hmm. looking what other people are doing. Uh, oh, don't no, look, it's all right. I'll come back. It's okay. We're going to, it'll connect. Okay. Um, making the, the point that stop looking at what other people are doing. Don't do what everyone else is doing. Do something unique to your own business. And if you're, yeah. if you're constantly filling your head 
with what other people are doing, it skews your vision for your own business and your brand. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it focused and keep it independent. So talk to me, Kirsten, how Mm -hmm. were you introduced to Wish? Uh, So I did uh, the Richard Morrell program and I'm wrapping that up. He has been um, wonderful and a lifesaver during my SBA loan process because he um, really helped me with uh, nailing down my financials. Another thing that I really think, oh, Uh, but, uh, I, another thing that I would definitely recommend is, uh, ugly beauty business. Um, if somebody has not found, um, their calculator caught like their treatment, um, service calculator, if they haven't, uh, found exactly how much it's going to be to perform that Brazilian, you cannot price accordingly. I don't care if this person over here is 65 and you want to be 60, like it doesn't work like that. Like you're not going to, you're not going to be successful. Oh my God. It's crazy to think that people, you know, like, and that's how I started to be honest with you. So I can't, I'm going to say it like I was a jerk and I didn't like, I didn't do that. And I will say that doing those calculators, David, like I didn't cry at all during nursing school, but I cried doing that like ugly beauty. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's you know what, we're, the industry is very like, take action, take action, take action, take action, get the client, do the treatment, do the treat. And and we're not. There's unless you're working with a consultant or you have figured out a way to go and find some resources to actually help you with the mathing of the industry to understand what it actually costs. I'm very proud of the fact that we've created a brand where you can it's five to seven dollars to do a wish acne treatment. Oh, the cog is very minimal. So yes, and that's there's a reason behind that, which we'll talk about in another episode, obviously, but Looking ahead for our industry, what do you anticipate the field of aesthetics? So you said, you know, the year of 2024 is about being authentic, authenticity. Mm-hmm. Where, what do you see changing in the aesthetic arena moving forward? Like, what do you, since you've been in it now for a minute, mm-hmm. what do you, where do you see the aesthetic industry going? I think life in general is going to a lot more of a why thing, um, integrative, uh, uh, integrative aesthetics um that's yes. i just trademarked myself so i could say that uh but nice. uh integrative aesthetics is going to be huge um because people it's just kind of like why shove a cholesterol pill down your throat right when you know like why shove all of this medicine why shove like any any and all of this down your throat if you are not fixing the root cause of things um i think aesthetics is the same exact way i think some people and why um as my business model. And I definitely am like, you know what, with integrative, if somebody doesn't feel comfortable with Botox or fillers or any medical stuff, I'm not going to bully them into doing that. I want to be able to help everybody in my community, all demographics, all people of color, like all Fitzpatrick's. I want to be able to successfully and knowledge and like have the knowledge to help them. And so, um, I have, um, flow charts, for all of my um, conditions, Fitzpatrick's, lasers, like treatments, products, you name it. I could probably sell them for a million dollars, to be honest with you. But um, <laughs> I have all of that because like if somebody doesn't want to choose this, then we're going to go down this area of the flow chart. You know, like if they don't want to do Botox, you need to manage their expectations. You need to be honest with them. You need to do all of this stuff. And you what realistically to- is possible. Yeah. And you need to be able to say, okay, well then girlfriend, you got melasma. We need to get you on a tyranase inhibitor and, or tyronanase. I can't fucking say that word. Tyronanase, yeah. Jesus Christ. And, but we get <laughs> you, you know, with a brightener, like with a transnemic acid, uh, and we're going to mm-hmm. do that. And so, um, and that's just an example. Um, I think like knowing, knowing conditions, knowing services, knowing products, Um, and like I said, the right service, the right product, the right client. And so it's, I cannot stress that enough. So you, so tell us about the process of what you went through last year about, nobody really talks in the industry. It's so under talked about, but you got an SBA. SBA loan. Yep. You got an SBA loan. So congratulations. I know that was not a short process. My eye is twitching while you like (laughs) Said that. Oh my God. It was a lot. So it's not like a conventional loan, but my rationale behind getting an SBA loan was I didn't have enough liquidity to put down, which I could have, uh, this, uh, building dropped in my lap. And so, uh, and I wanted to 
uh, finance like everything, like F and F. Uh, F and F working capital, leasehold agreements, et cetera, like everything, my build out all together. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, this SBA loan and my rationale with this is okay. COVID happened. Uh, guess what? The SBA like took care of their people first because that's the government. And so this is a government backed loan. It was the hardest loan to get. Um, yes. I was accepted and just like getting everything like spick and span. Oh my God. What a process. Like I said, like it was, it was a long year last year. So I'm really looking forward to 2024. I love that. So your plans are, so you've secured the building now, and now the plan is mm -hmm. to completely renovate the building. Yes, we're working on that. Uh, I've got uh, brushing concrete floors, open concept ceilings. I've got five rooms. So we're going from one room to five room. Wow. And so yeah, I have a rentable room. Uh, I will have IV chairs. IV is the only thing, only additional service I will be adding. Um, obviously more staff, but yeah. I So I cannot wait. So how far away are you from um, Fairfield? Illinois? No, it isn't Fairfield in Iowa? Maybe, but I've never been there, so I couldn't <laughs> tell you. You know what? Maybe I'm getting it wrong. Uh, you know what? I mean, we'll talk about it offline. <laughs> we can Google it. <laughs> we'll Google it. We'll figure it out. So Kirsten, thank you so much for your time today. I yeah. so appreciate your enthusiasm. I'm so excited for you to get your hands um, knee deep, go knee deep with acne and adding this onto yes. your practice and having people dedicated to treating acne in your practice, because it is, that's why wish was founded. Yeah. Um, but tell everybody where people can find you. So, uh, my personal Instagram is skincare K. I don't know. I'm not a social person. Uh, <laughs> it's the kissed peach. Um, and you will see me on uh, Facebook skincare K 1.0. Um, and that's my personal one. Um, I say fuck a lot if you can't tell, and I'm very tongue in cheek <laughs> and sarcastic and we do homesteading stuff as well. So, you know, we're just constantly doing stuff. Um, the kiss peach is, uh, my business. And so help yourself. Um, if you have any questions, um, as far as like you want, um, mentorship or coaching or whatever, um, I do, uh, have a, on my scheduler currently where I'm Vigaro, we're switching to Boulevard, um, with the rebrand, you know, cause I like chaos and let's do everything all at once. I mean, um, and, uh, yeah. So uh, I do have a booking um, available for that. If somebody um, wants to, um, is like, you know what, I'm really vibing with this chick. And I think that I could get a lot um, out of her then. Yeah. I absolutely um, do take appointments with that. I am booked out quite a ways. So just be prepared. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me right now. Um, 2024, like I said, I'm looking at my Patreon and just kind of like getting that, uh, looking at getting that set up for just like having like this online community. Um, but yeah. I love it. This episode has been generously sponsored by Wish Skin Health, which is focused on the holistic treatment of acne without the need for prescription medication. If you are mm -hmm. looking to level up your aesthetic practice, we would love to have you as a certified Wish Pro. You can visit us at trywish.com. That's T-R-Y-W-I-S-H.com. Click on the pro tab for further details, and we'd love to have you in the Wish family. Yeah.